Coming to you from the Black Swan Media Studios, this is Fireside Chats, talking to the real difference makers in the world. Now, here is your host, John Crump. What is up, people of the interwebs? My camera's a little bit crooked, but I don't care right now. I am totally wiped out from working on a secret project that I can't tell anybody about. But yes, it's a secret project. It has nothing to do with anything. You guys would never, ever know what it is. Some people might be able to guess out there what I've been working on. The Rogue Banshee guessed what I, I was working on, but he knows what I consult on other than the gun stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Busy few days, right? All right. So, first, let me say I want to thank my sponsors and that would be Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the gun world. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. Okay. Okay. Weird. Ah! I have no idea what's going on. It just got stuck there. Uh, yeah, Tusk is really cool, and they act- they're actually sponsoring a movie that we're going to have some people on to talk about uh, a little bit later. Not today, but later. And we are also sponsored by Black Swan Tactical. Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And we are sponsored by the people just like you out there. I see Joe Drag, who's a member. He's one of our main members. You can hit that little join button below the video, or you can just go to patreon.com slash John Crump and help support uh, my projects. I'll be going out to Georgia uh, a week from tomorrow and to go shoot guns with some YouTubers. I'm going to bring my camera equipment. I got some questions I want to ask them. I'm going to get to the bottom of some stuff, do some investigative journalism as I'm out there. But with that said, I want to bring on today's guest. He is the rogue banshee, but I just call him Jason. What is up, Jason? I got your patch, man. I showed it off. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was. It, it's everybody started telling me today that they started hitting everybody's mailboxes. Yeah, I got so, it. Uh, I, yesterday I was showing it off. I already, I put it on my patch board, took some pictures of it on my patch board, and I'm going to be sharing those shortly. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you got it because it's. Uh, you know, you've been a long. Uh, you've been a long time help for for me. So I wanted to make sure I, you know, 
gave you some love back. I have no idea how it was a long time for you. The, you know, if you think about it, we've known each other for a little over a year now. I know, um, man. It's it's been it's been a crazy year. So uh, yeah, so it's uh, you know it's it's just one of those things that it, it's our one year anniversary, John. So I had to give you a gift. Oh, thank you. Uh, not much. Bohemia from um, Twitch. I see Darker Lake Dugan out there. You got you guys got to check out his channel. New shooting in, shooting gallery, New England. Also have a channel. Fontal Garmer. He's doing some really cool stuff with some three D stuff. With some like stuff like that, but Dark Lake Dugan, uh, check that channel out. I see JSD. JSD got your patch too. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, def- he was definitely getting one. Yeah, there's no way, there's no way he was not getting one for, for all the all the stuff that we've talked about offline and 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 especially since he gave me a one kick ass you know, you know, mail drop the other day. There's, the least I could do is send him a patch. Dude, yeah, uh, tell, tell the truth, I got a uh, fully working, uh, like, uh, 320 now, and a fully working Glock from those guys. Talk about yeah. mail drops, it's just, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, when when he does a mail drop, he, uh, he does a mail drop. I mean, it, it's awesome. No, yeah. Yeah, it is very awesome. Yeah, uh, we talk about guns and technology here. Um, Bohemia from Twitch. We broadcast on multiple platforms from Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, uh, DLive, Periscope, and a bunch of others, which is which is awesome. But yeah, okay. So what have you been 3D printing lately? I've been 3D printing stuff that, well, they're trying to ban. Yeah, they can try to ban it all they want. So. <laughs> no, I've been um, I've been working a lot like a lot with uh, with um, PETG, where PETG is my uh, filament. So I've been getting out of the PLA plus and and really, you know, I printed with PETG before. I thought you were already out now, of there. Yeah, but. Now I'm like getting down to the the finer points of PETG, like getting the stringing under control, um, getting the quality of the prints up and things like that. So, you know, I could print with it before, but getting a good print out of it was, it, it was getting a little tough. So I think um, I'm about two rolls in to, uh, to my printing and I'm, I'm pretty close to having this thing nailed down. Yeah, I mean, each each filament reacts a little bit differently, right? It does because, um, like you know, uh, PLA and PLA plus. Yeah, I, I print with PLA plus a lot, um, but it, it, it's so easy. I mean, it really is kind of stupid easy to work with. But um, you know, I've worked with ABS and Pent G. Um, I'm glad I don't work with ABS anymore. ABS had some really nasty habits of, of warping. Um, you know, I was, I was printing a, um, uh, like a, a vice block for an AR and halfway through the layer started separating and it started warping. And I'm like, this, this really kind of sucks. Um, and then, um, 
Apache is kind of living up to what I'm looking for. It's just dialing in the temperature is a little tough with that because Petchy likes the string. Oh yeah. And um and you know you're printing you're printing up in the the, the heat of um ABS. But um I found I found that just a difference of five degrees on my printer clean clean that right right up. Yeah, I I hate printing with ABS. Uh, yeah, ABS just it it's nasty. And then you know the the ABS I was playing with was a low odor ABS that you can't even find anymore. And I'm like, oh, uh, ABS is dying, dude. It is. It totally is. But you know, I, you know, I've been printing for two years now, and it's just one of those things that um, you know I wanted to play with it. So I played with it. I'm happy to say I'm over ABS. Um, I'd really like to start playing with some um, some carbon fiber, though. Yeah, carbon fiber would be nice. Uh, Dark Lake Dugan's the only one without a printer. I have a broken printer that, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with it. It might only need to be leveled, to tell you the truth. <laughs> it might be something as simple as that. But if you want it, uh, Dark, let me know. I'll hook you up. I'll just give it to you. You can do whatever the hell you want with it. Um, Dark, it's very interesting. Dark has this uh, YouTube channel. He has a great, um, like a great following and everything. And I went to school with his brother. <laughs> so it's a big YouTube creator who uh, is kind of close. It's kind of funny, and right? You went to school with his brother and he still talks to you? I know, man. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised I still talk to you after a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone will go there. Crazy Scotsman. Crazy Scotsman, uh, the thing we were working on together, we're still going. It's it's just uh it, it just it just moves at the speed of a glacier, but no or he knows what I'm talking about. I interviewed him for something. So yeah. Uh, Dark Lake Dugan basically. says it basically makes us family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are you going to oh. IV 88? I am not. Uh, I'm not going that. I was, I really wanted to go down to the, the makers match. Um, and I, I just can't swing that one either. I am saving up for shot. Saving up for um, shot. I'm going to. Yeah, I'm saving up for shot. I want to make sure I get the get the shot this year. Well, uh, I get well, not this year in January. I get I get paid to go to shot. Yeah, I know you do. Some of us are not quite that lucky, but but here's the nice oh, thing. Oh, it's me. definitely not like a dude. It's it's work. <laughs> it, it's not like yeah, it was, I, I know a lot of people go there. They go look at some cool stuff. They might write about something yeah. or make a video about something. Record video and go back. Okay, this is my day, right? I get up in the morning. I, I got to go go to these like, breakfast events, writers event, writer meetings in the morning. Then I go to each, I go to like booth. I have like probably uh, like an hour for lunch where I write while I'm, while I'm eating lunch. Uh, and then after I get back, after it's over, at the very end, I go back to my room. I write for another hour or two. Then I got to go to these nighttime events. 
And then after that, I write for a few more hours. Then I get a couple hours of sleep and wake up and do it again. So, so, so that's what John says really, really, really happens. But the truth is, is John gets up around 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, roll, rolls out of bed, makes some coffee, surfs the internet for a little bit, and, and then totally lets his wife take care of the kids while he's doing this, by the way. I, I did take my wife and kids <laughs> a couple of years ago, which was even more, uh, I guess, even more hard. Because then I had to like entertain them too. <laughs> yeah, that, and that yeah that would be that would be the hardest thing. Um, I I would I I would be afraid to take my wife because I would feel so guilty the entire time. I mean, it's gonna I'm gonna feel guilty anyway. But um, if she's there, it's just kind of like you know I, I'm gonna be going around talking to talking to people, and then um, and then she's gonna be like. You know, whatever. I mean, she 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 would spend four days at the Beretta booth. Well, well, well. My wife, what she does is she takes the kids. She, they go to circus circus. They'll go to uh, the aquarium and stuff. But uh, and then what we usually do, we usually end up going to like the Grand Canyon or stuff. But now my oldest is in school, so we haven't been able to do that because we don't want to take him out of school. Yeah. Wait. And the one, the one thing for me is that, um, you know, Vegas is just on the other side of I-15 for me. When I say other side, I do mean like two days drive, but at least, you know, I am up here in Helena. I get on I-15 and I get off at Vegas. So at least for me, it's a straight shot down. Um, but yeah, it, my wife and I, neither one of us are big Vegas fans, which is, is so funny. You know, everybody like, Oh, Vegas, we're, we're not, we're not crowd people. We we would prefer to be um, somewhere else and just be left alone. Um, but, you know, I want to go down. I want to meet some of the people I know in the industry and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, I'll deal with the, I'll deal with the crowd. Yeah, I end up going to Vegas a couple times a year for different events. Um, I mean, I like I like Vegas. I I, I actually do. Um, I'm I'm you from the East Coast, and getting out just getting outside of Vegas and seeing the desert and everything because the East Coast is so freaking crowded. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just everything's packed in on the East Coast, so you don't have that big open nothingness. I guess. Why do you think I left the East Coast? Yes, especially a state that's now trying to pass. Um, you got to buy a. You have to have a permit to buy a gun. Uh, yeah, what state is that? Delaware. Delaware, uh, home of See, I, uh, I, the Bidens. Yeah, I grew. Hey, man, I tried my best to vote him out of Congress when I lived in Delaware. Um, the sad thing is, you know, I grew up outside of Philly. And then I, uh, I, I ended up living in Northern Maryland. And you talk about going from gun freedom to anti-gun. Um, and then when I moved to Delaware, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Because I was always jealous of everybody in Delaware. Because you just go, go in and buy a gun and walk out with it. Um, and then now to see what they're doing in that state, they're just completely destroying that state. Yeah. Um... And. You know they they named uh, a rift stop after Biden in Delaware. 
Yeah, uh, there's there's only like one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's named after Biden now. Yeah, he's um. Let's just let's just say I've known he was an idiot for a long time. I mean, he's he's really just. I, I mean, he's everybody's like you know he stumbles and all that stuff. He's been doing that for years. Anybody from Delaware knows it. Um, he's just hit it from the national stage until, you know, fairly recent, which, you know, bit fairly recent being the past, what, 10 years. Yeah. Oh, I just saw a question. Uh, Space Texan wants to know the chamber pressure of a 22 short. I think it's 21,000 PSI. Max pressure. Pretty sure. I'll, I'll go with 21,000 PSI. But that's just what I think. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know what? No, you know, Let me tell you something really cool, right? IV-88 is coming up, right? JSD Armory, which is out there, is going to uh, debut there. Binary Glock Trigger. Oh. Hell yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, it does. That, sounds, it? that sounds a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you figure if you put that into a 17, that would be the closest you could get to having a Glock 18 and being a civilian and legal. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting my SOT. Are you? Yeah. Um, is that is that before or after you get over six dollar a gallon gas when you can find it? You know what? I think I'm gonna make a gasifier. That would be cool. Um, I, I I thought about that years ago. I, I made one a long time ago that uh, powered uh, just a little motor. It wasn't like a car motor or anything. Just a little motor. Uh, damn it. They're trying to sell me a beach house. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm serious. We're looking at beach houses. Um, and uh, which be- which beach? Uh, down near uh, Virginia Beach area. Maybe one of the nicer beaches around there. Virginia Beach is getting kind of ghetto. Yeah. Well, I mean, Virginia Beach. I mean, you got the you got the base there, um, so it's been a little crowded for a long time. But yeah, it's the novelty of Virginia Beach has worn off years ago. Dark like Dugan's gonna go in with the the SOT oh seven oh two SOT with me. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Virginia Beach is uh yeah, um, it's definitely getting ghetto-ish um maybe somewhere in north carolina i i don't know man i want I, my wife wants that i want something up in the mountains with some land so i can go shoot my I wife was, was like well, why does everything that you want to do involve around being able to shoot i'm like i don't know just so I, I, <laughs> it it's fun um yeah and that's the thing you know out here, we we've been looking for a while for some land 
And, um, you know, for me, it's I, I've always needed stable Internet to do it with. And um, that technology is coming about. Um, I, Skylink. I, I've been on it for four months now, five, almost five. And I will tell you, this thing is this thing is freaking awesome. Um, I mean, it's now become it's now become possible for me to go live pretty much anywhere I want. Yeah, I mean um, that, that's the cool thing about Skylink, man. It's just a, uh, it's really cool. I mean, um, was- my my day job, I work from home, and my wife uh, is working from home, so technically we can go live wherever and i was trying to talk my wife into going to live wherever uh once she retires i want to move to a state like tennessee or something like that because they don't tax military retirement (laughs) nice i'm like yeah we gotta go there well you can always go to wyoming and they don't tax income yeah but dude i ain't my my wife's from like new york city I'd be a little. That, that's a little. That's a little bit of a of a jump for her. She went from New York City, and then she went to the D.C. area, which is also high paced. Do you think she's going to be able to to go from New York City area to D.C. area to uh, Wyoming? <laughs> oh, to- totally! No it, way! It'd be the hell. best thing for her. <laughs> Palermo, New What's York that? City, and uh, Palermo, New York City, and D.C. are the cities. Oh, we've had a little time when she lived in Korea for the military. But, yeah. So, you know, those are the cities she's used to. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. It's like, you know, you and I, we would go out to the sticks to be less stressful. She would become more stressed. I know. Well, I, I grew up in, in outside D.C., so I'm used to the pace and politics and everything else. Do you remember um, DC 101 back in the uh, back in the 80s? Of course, man. When they used to have the Grease Man on? Yeah, ooh, yeah. yeah the Grease Man. Yeah, he, got <laughs> fi- he got fired from DC 101 because he... Or or you used to have Don and Mike in the morning? Yeah, Don and Mike. Uh, Don is retired. They brought Mike, came back for like a show for a little bit, but it failed. Don, every, my, when Don's wife died, that was like it for him. I I, I can see that. I'll tell you that probably the best thing that Don and Mike did for for a stunt was, um, you know, that's back when they used to have the Yugos. And it was like you could get like seven Yugos if you won this contest. And it was um, the grossest thing you could do in a minute. And people like I could eat it. Uh, you know, I could eat canned dog food, blah, blah, blah. But the winner was drink a glass of water out of the Potomac. Dude, he was the Potomac the is no way in hell you die. <laughs> yeah, he was in the hospital the next day. I bet he was. But, but, he, got, but he got seven Yugos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Potomac. Yeah, Greaseman got fired uh, a couple different times. Uh, he's. I think he's been fired from every gig. Well, he always just says something really racist. Yeah, like about the Martin Luther King thing when uh, he made a joke oh, yeah. that yeah. says, been, "You know, if we kill four more, we can get the whole week off," which was uh, not in too good of a taste. And I have no idea why he thought that was going to be acceptable. Yeah, that was, and that's the whole thing is. 
he was funny. And then he would, I mean, there's people that would get close to the line. I, he would just jump over it. And you're like, dude, that just, that was not cool. You know? But yeah. Um, you're gonna get fired. Yeah. It's like, and he did. Um, yeah. And like MK Joe says, Grease man, there's a pic of him at my range. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think, Live for the days, man. But Howard yeah, Stern was, was on DC 101 back in the 80s. Yeah, you see, I used to listen to Stern in uh, Philly on, um, you know, up on the radio there. And uh, yeah, then, you know, he went into, he went into outer space. So that kind of, that kind of sucked for a little bit, but I I remember Stern when he had his TV show. Yeah, and the, the the stuff he used to pull on that TV show was, well, it's MTV now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old days. I, I remember, yeah, I always say, you know, like my wife when my wife asked me how warm it is i was like it's 15 fun loving degrees she was like why do you always say that it's like you still always say that on donna mike she's like who the hell is donna mike yeah because my wife didn't really grow up listening to american radio or watching american tv shows (laughs) it's all italian stuff so well or or used to have a half a hundred it was 50 degrees out. Half a hundred out. Yeah. God. Yeah, that's gone. That's gone back a few years. Yeah, it but, is. Uh, it, so, yeah. So, uh, technology-wise, man, it's been uh, interesting. It's been an interesting uh, few days, technology-wise. Yeah, don't open up freaking emails, people. <laughs> well, it depends. If you're a pipeline operator, don't open up an email. If you're a cybersecurity consultant like I am, open up, open them up all you want. Yeah, but you probably open them up on VM sandboxes and stuff. I do. Yeah. I, yeah. There's a very specific network that I open them up on for research in. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, it cracks me. It cracks me up is how many times, and, and we've been saying it, if you don't know who it's from, you're not expecting it. Don't open it. Well, wait, here's the thing. I've always, always, always preached. Don't pit the pipeline. Don't connect computers that are connected to the internet to the pipeline. Yeah, that's that's the thing that kills me about this stuff is when I when I heard this and I started reading through, you know, all the all the the trade stuff I get, and I'm like, why is an office computer why can it even get anywhere near the pipeline controls. Yeah. I mean, that, that's one of the things that are, I've all that, that I've actually brought up in the past when I'm consulted, when I've consulted on projects uh, on, on a couple of pipeline projects, it's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Why are these connected? Yeah. They should not be connected. They're like, well, and their reasoning is, Hey, well, you know, if we need to get a file on there, it's like, you need to get a file on there. You put it on a, you can put it on a flash drive. Sneaker net it. Yeah, you sneaker net it. You don't, but you know, it was yeah. like, yeah, this is this is more efficient. Well, guess what? Yeah, you know, and I understand. I mean, and I'm going to probably bore everybody here, but I mean, like, 
you're in cybersecurity, you know, we're trying to balance out the CII triad, confidentiality and availability and integrity. But sometimes you need that, that availability to be really small. Um, and in almost like uh, everybody's talking about their air, air gap, you, you have to get some of that infrastructure out there where it is just not touchable. And if you're running a, I don't know, pipeline, power plant, I don't know, just name a critical infrastructure. There's some stuff that should not be reachable unless it is a major pain to get them. Yeah. In the government, you have something, you have like uh Clafnet and Clarinet, right? Clarinet is, you know, they have some access to the internet, not, not total access to the internet. Like uh, when I was in the State Department, we had Clafnet, Clarinet, and then we had our internet boxes. Uh, Clarinet was like highly locked down, but there is still some access to the internet. Um, yeah. The internet uh, was full access because of what I did. I needed full access. And then we had Clafnet, which didn't touch any up any network. If you needed to get something from the Clarinet onto the Clafnet, it was a chore because, you know, they, they, you, you weren't going to, everything had to be checked and double checked. You know, before scanned and looked over, multiple people had to review it before it was allowed because of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's um, <laughs> Hunter Biden. <laughs> that's what I was laughing at. Um, you know, it, the sad thing is, is um, you know, I, living in Delaware and consulting in Delaware, when the whole Hunter Biden laptop thing came out, totally didn't surprise me because. Um, I was doing I was doing some work for some for a law enforcement agent in Del, uh, agency in Delaware, and they got called up by one of the local computer shops. To uh, the guy was totally freaking out, and they're like, "Hey, well, calm down. What's going on?" I'm like, well, I've got I've got this computer, and it came in for repair, and and you know, kind of, they finally got out that the guy found out that the computer for repair had kitty porn on it. And the guy was totally freaking out. It's like, I didn't do it. And they're like, chill. You reported it. It's okay. Let's come in. And um, so when the Hunter Biden thing came out where stupid stuff on a laptop it ends up in a repair shop like that, totally didn't surprise me. I liked how he said, I can't, I, I don't know if that's a really, if that's a picture of me smoking crack or not. Yeah. Like, okay. then the, the, that basically answers the question because if someone said, Hey John, we got a picture of you smoking crack. I'd be like, no, you don't. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like, no, no, you don't like it's well, Photoshopped or something. But <laughs> you don't have a picture of me. You're not going to have me hear me go up. Maybe it is me. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Well, I, I used to like the, um, the emails, the spam emails you used to get. Have, we got, we have a picture of you surfing porn we activated your webcam and we have, you know, video of you doing certain things and blah, blah, blah. And I remember one time, you know, I, I answered back. They're like, if you don't pay us in Bitcoin within 24 hours, we're releasing the video. My response was release the video. And, and the guy got it. The guy actually responded to me. Like, yeah, oh, they, they you're will. You're, you're dumb. I, I've got you now. And I just started tracking. Just start tracking them down. Yeah, I, I, I uh, 
I tracked a couple of you in a Grabify link. Grabify is awesome, man. You can like create links that yeah. will redirect and they have all these different domains to make it look like legit. And then you can find out. And then if, even if they use a VPN, you can set it to check the time on their local, local PC. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, oh, you're in Lego. Yeah, you're in Legos. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm yeah. in New York. Look at my IP. You think, yeah, but your clock says you're in Legos. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the fun. Uh, that's the fun part. I love, I love screwing with hackers. Um, you know, I, I had a phone call one time. It came, it came into my cell phone, so I'm like, okay, this, this is a little weird. And they go, uh, they're like, yes, we're the, we're the IT department for your company. Now, mind you, I'm standing right in the middle of the IT department for my country, and nobody has an accent like that. And I'm like, yes, we want to do, and, and you know, it, it, we need to get on your computer to do this, that, and the other. And I'm like, okay, now, now I'm going to screw with you. Everybody's like looking at me, and I'm like pulling a laptop out, throwing on a, a quick uh, Linux image of it, and uh, connecting it to an external network that's not on ours. And they're like, go here, go there, and I'm like, you know, click the start button. I'm like, I don't have a start button. Like, hey, I sit down, but I, no, I don't have a start button. And then finally they realize it's Linux. Oh, we'll go here. Oh, okay, yeah, I have that. And then finally, when I when I finally let them onto the computer, it, the, you know, the desktop wallpaper says you're busted and a few other words. Uh, and they're like, what's this? And meanwhile, I have everything I need from them. What, what you do um, is, this is what I do, right? I What I do is... I will put like a fake bake, uh, like bake statement on the desktop. That's actually a, a exe, right? That will run. That will install some type of uh, backdoor. Um, it used to be back orifice back in the day, but there's other programs yeah. now. I don't want to give out too much information. I don't want you yeah. mistreants <laughs> to go freaking rooting other people's computer, rootkit people's computer. But um, uh, basically. You make it look like a bank statement. So they'll download it and they'll click on it, open it up. And what they're doing is they're installing it. Then I have control of the computer. And then I just fuck up the whole network or F up the whole yeah. network. <laughs> but that's yeah. only when I get bored. <laughs> well, I worked for, um, I worked for, for a bank. And, and, and like, you know, there's only so many things we can do. I mean, it states the only thing that we're really legally allowed to do is shun an attack. We're not allowed to attack back. But there's one country that does not have that law. And a lot of security companies are based out of there, um, you know, a country like Israel. And basically, you turn the attack over to them, and they go screwing with the people because their laws are, are, are open to do that. And we I don't do. know. I turned it over to our. I turn over turned over to our security people, and they take care of it. And yeah, they they go. They start doing takedowns and crap like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we do that too. Um, and like I, I used to have a job where I, I, I did um for the government. It's not, it wasn't, wasn't a big secret or anything like that, but uh, you would study cyber attacks and stuff like that. 
and figure out what they do and how to reverse some basically. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you know, it's one of those things that when you start going down this, this rabbit hole of cybersecurity, it's, it's kind of fun. And then, and then you get that, 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 that holy shit moment of this is just the tip of the iceberg. What I know, what is everybody else at Hemi cats? Yeah, that's a good program. Um, I've used that a few times. Um, and you, you just realize that as much as you know, there's a whole lot more that you don't know. And what you know is scary enough as it is. Um, you know, I used to come back from conferences and, you know, bosses would sit there and just, they're like, what'd you learn? And I start telling them, they're like, thanks. I have a whole new thing that I'm not going to sleep over now. Like, yeah, should try being on this side. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, remember, I'm the one that's got to shun all these attacks. Yeah, I mean, I was a black hat hacker back in the 80s and 90s uh, until the late 90s until I started figuring that I <laughs> found out that when I was like in high school and stuff, I was. And once I got in college, I found out, hey, man, I can make some money <laughs> yeah. if I switch sides. Well, and that's or the funny. I can, or or I can go to jail. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Well, if you, look, but look at look at all the top security people in the industry. All right. Yeah. Most of them came from the black hat, you know, area. Yeah, the Kevin Paulson. Most of them. Kevin yeah, Mitnick. Most of them. Yeah, Kevin Mitnick. I mean, look at Kevin Mitnick. I mean, Captain Grunch. You know, he he was he made. He makes more money now than he ever did as Black Hat. Yeah. It goes, it's, it's, good, it's good money, man. Can't own a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I right. never got buffed. The, the the closest I did when I was like 16 was uh, accessing the Small Business Administration. Um, and I got caught doing that. Um, and, but. I, I was like, actually, it was a little young. I think I was like 15, 14 years old. That's when they didn't have the internet. So you had to like, you know, dial in and stuff like that. Or dialer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and uh, I got caught doing that, but they did. They just basically said, don't do it again because blogs back then weren't as stringent as now. If at 14, no, I would be in freaking handcuffs. Well, and that's the that's the funny thing is, is you know, our, for me, my gateway, you know, my gateway drug was the movie. What what was your movie? Right. But yeah. it's the same one as mine. War uh, games. Do, what's that? War games. War games was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know if I really have a if if I if I do have a gateway movie, it would be War Games with the Whopper. That, with the Whopper, that was that was that's what I was like. I totally want to do that, right? Yeah, but um, yeah. I, and then, yeah. Honestly, I started the whole breaking computer, breaking encryption, and stuff like that. Uh, I started messing around with encryption and stuff like that when I was five. So. I was, um, I don't know. I was, uh, 
uh, I don't even like it anymore, man. That that's that's the sad part. You know, I started like doing like cracking encryption and stuff like that when I was like five years old, and now I'm like forty five. So I'm like sick of it. Yeah, but they, but they have something called the golden handcuffs. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's not like I mean I would love to do that. I mean, if you guys keep on subscribing to my Patreon, maybe I can give up the whole consulting part of my life. <laughs> but like an hour of consulting pays more than I make in like a month doing this, you know. Yeah, I, I, I know it's 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 one of those things is that um, I get yeah I I get the black cat side I do um, you know but when I first started you know in computers the the whole black hats the whole black hat side was about notoriety it wasn't about money they were doing it for fame yeah it's not like that anymore man no this stuff oh. this is but you- this is organized crime now you had notoriety and then you had the other people that was just to explore and test their skills yeah totally now it's now now it's like cyber crime and stuff like that ransomware and stuff like that somebody brings space texan brings up a good point there was a movie called sneakers with robert redford that was an excellent movie, and it still holds. And he's right; it still holds up to the to the day. It's a yeah. hacking movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have uh, actually. It was. Uh, I just watched it again not that long ago because it was on um, Amazon Prime. Oh, I gotta go watch it then because I haven't watched that movie in years. But I, it's a it's a freaking I, great movie. It's like a really good movie. It is. I mean, and the the whole thing about that movie where you know everybody had their specialty and they came together for that job. Um, that was just awesome. I mean, I was just saying that one of my favorite things is when they, they threw him in the trunk and he's trying to explain to the blind guy about everything he heard. And, you know, they're now like, okay, that's this bridge because of the, the, the gaps in the bridge you're hearing the, the tire thunk. And then he, he starts talking about, it. he goes, then I heard a cocktail party. And it was the uh, it was the geese, yeah. And it's like, yeah, there's just there's things you don't think of, you know. Again, I don't plan on ever being in the trunk of a car. Yeah, um, hopefully not. That, but yeah. Well, here's but, the here, here's the thing, man. Uh, uh, the biggest part people ask me, hey, I'm going to come to cybersecurity if. Security is so good. How do these hackers still keep on getting around security? And I go, well, it's a twofold thing. One, it's it's an arms race, right? You, you know, you get better, they get better, you get better, they get better, you fix it, they find it. But the biggest weakness, we we can't patch. Um, and and that's why I tell everyone the biggest weakness back in the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. 2000s, 2010s, and even the 2020s is the same thing. And that is the end user. There's going to be, there's no patch for social engineering. There's education, but people have to put that education into effect. And that's hard because you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a horse not click on a link on an email. You know what? What's so funny about that is, 
you know, the human is definitely the weakness. Um, you know, you can you can design the most secure system in the world, and someone's going to be an idiot and completely, well, you know, screw it up. You know, there's, with, there's, with, there's, there's there's no reason to attack a firewall. No, no, it's it's much it's much it's much cheaper and easier to attack the person than it is the firewall. You spear fishing. I, it's, it's, yeah, instead of going after your control head on, I'm going to try to go around it. It's much easier to go around it. But what I find funny is, is that even then humans have certain weaknesses. Like if you're doing uh, physical, physical security and, you know, you're going to show up with a clipboard, you're going to look official, you're going to have a, you know, the, the shirt of the telephone company, whatever. If you run into a receptionist that's older, they're cranky and have nothing but time to screw with you and, and see who you really are. But if I send them a phishing link, they're going to click on it every time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's very, like, especially spear phishing. Yeah. Spear phishing is, phishing is sending out an email to try to just pretend like you're someone else to get them to click on a link. Spear phishing is a targeted attack against someone. And those yeah. targeted attacks are very, very effective. Well, I was talking to a pen tester it was years ago, and I was, I was just, um, I was talking to him. I go, "What's what was your favorite engagement?" And he was telling me about um, this engagement he had that <laughs> the rules of the rules of engagement were wide open, and they're like wide open. He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "We are so secure. There's no way you're gonna. There's no way you're gonna get in." Two days later, they were in. And he's like, well, how did you do that? Well, we friended your daughter on Facebook and told her that we were having a reunion coming up and we'd really like to see her and blah, blah, blah. And then while she was doing that, she, we, we, we injected malware into her computer. You came home from work and you were on the same network. We pivoted to your laptop and you carried us in. And he got all mad. And they're like, but you're the one that said the rules of engagement were wide open. We'd never get in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, here's another thing that we used to do when we pen tested. Uh, and it, it wasn't my idea. This is like basically an old pen testing trick that people use for years is put malware on flash drives and just throw them in the parking lot. Yeah. People well, pick we it up, do that when, stick it in the drive. You're in. Yeah, well, we used to do, we used to do that all the time at, at, at the bank I used to work at, um, and you know we it you'd stick it in and we'd know your we know who you know your your username you logged in at and all that stuff. But I'm going to cross over from security to guns real quick. Oh yeah, because they're not really I, a security. <laughs> yeah, I know. You get two internet you, security I'm, experts <laughs> that like yeah. guns. I mean, it, and that's always the problem when you get the two of us on that we we start geeking out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but have you ever met Deviant Olam? Who? Deviant Olam. No. Okay, so Deviant does uh, physical security. Uh, he's out of he's out of Philly. He was here in Montana for a little bit. Um, scary good at physical security. But what's so funny is you have to go find it on YouTube. It was at Black Hat. He did a session called um, "Packing in the Friendly Skies," 
because security people, we love our guns. It's just kind of weird. We, we all like guns and we all like going shooting and stuff like that. So he, um, he liked guns too. But to pack his gear, because you know, he's got really expensive gear. He's going through the airline system. He has these old mortar boxes, the old mortar tube boxes that he painted. And he would put his laptop and all this, all this hacking gear in there. And, and, he, and this stuff would always disappear. So what he would do is he would he would show up with these with these things and he'd go, I'm checking in my firearm. And then he would put a gun in each one of those boxes. So then he could put his big ass padlock on it and no one can open his stuff and his shit always showed up on the other side. And uh it, it was just funny. It was funny that he would actually use the laws to to make sure his stuff showed up. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what you have to do. Yeah. So I'm sorry, going through the links there or the yeah, well, comments. It's funny. Yeah, a lot of people know about security out there. Yeah. Or, or hacky movies. Well, I'll tell you one thing: what you do if you want to get a gun through. <laughs> no, I shouldn't tell you how to get a gun through the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell people that. But yeah, there's a way to get it through. Yeah, it's funny they're talking about lock picking. Um, yeah, Swamp Dog was talking about lock picking. I'm guessing he's answering someone above. Yes, I I I do carry a lock pick set with me. Um, you ever watch the lo- uh, lock picking lo- lawyer? I love I love that channel, dude. That dude is like um, people just send him shit. Like you can't break this, and like he's like. 30 seconds. His things are like two minutes long. People send him this stuff. Tell him, you can't you can't pick this. This is an unpickable lock. Then, like, uh, like he, it, the, the videos are like a minute long. He's like, this is how I do it. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Dude, well, that, that so dude be- knows a lot about lock picking. Well, what's funny is that you go into the competitions. I mean, it used to be... You know, the, the red flag competitions where it was just nothing but hacking on this network to, to go get, you know, capture the flag. But then I guess probably about almost 10 years ago, the capture the flag, um, it, the, those competitions changed where you captured the flag. Awesome. Now go pick a bunch of locks and you're not through until you're done. You're not done until you pick that lock. So you could be really good at the capture the flag part. But then someone who's good at the physical security can actually beat you. Because, you know, they eventually figured out how to capture the flag, but you're sitting there farting around with this lock and they just go up and get right through. Yeah. Uh, if base section brings up the, f- the fact that 90% of uh, padlocks can be open with a simple tap. That's one thing that um, he always shows. Like how, yeah. like, you get through it. You don't have to pick the lock. There's ways you can hit it and it just open up. You have a lot of gun locks too, which is scary. Uh, I've I've messed around with gun locks too. Um, so I I was at my mom's house. Um, you know, she still lives on the East Coast, and we've we actually had this Smith and Wesson um, forty one that's been missing for a long time. And I'm like, well, it's not my place. It's not my sister's because she's in, she lives in Europe. It's got to be in my mom's house. 
So eventually going through her basement, I finally found um, an old pistol safe with the, you know, the touchpad, the four digit touchpad. But um, I couldn't get into it because, you know, the battery had been dead for years and all this. I I bet it's in this thing. And that's when I pulled a big pen out and I just jammed it because I had one of the cylinder locks. I jammed it in just back and forth a few times and the thing opened up and my mom's like, well, that's, that's unnerving. Where did you learn how to do that? I go, do you not know what I do for a living? Um, they, they teach physical security. So I, I defeated that lock in like, I don't know, about a minute. Yeah. I mean, and we know there was that Smith and Wesson 41 sitting right in there. I mean, I, I, I want to get more into the, uh, into the physical side of stuff. You know, I started to, I, I enjoy the physical security side. I really do. Um, I, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. But um, you re- you really should go see Deviant's uh, webpage. Because, I mean, he does Black Hat and all that stuff. He's a presenter. I mean, he's talking about, you know, he does videos where he takes a can of compressed air. And here you can't, you know, the door's locked and all that stuff. He just sticks the knee- sticks the thing through upside down, sprays. It's, it, it's all the frozen mist goes in. It trips the um, infrared right on the other side, and the door unlocks for him because it thinks there's somebody on the other side. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I got a word back. The ATF has no clue when when the comment period will begin. Um, It's funny. I've been waiting for that to open up, too. Uh, well, it's not a minute. Uh, they're saying that they have to wait for... I reached out to the press office. They're saying they have to wait for... Uh, the federal, uh, the federal re- registry to lift it, and they haven't listed it before the comment period will begin. They don't want the comment period to begin. They just want to do it. And that, I tell you, that one is uh, that one scares me. I'm not gonna lie, that 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 one scares me. It's a little too, uh, it's a little too open worded on things. Well, first of all, I don't, I don't want any of it. But I mean, basically, you're going to have to have the way I read it. You 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 could have a serial number on your firing pin now. Well, now you get you break your firing pin. You got to go to four, go go fill out a forty four seventy three to get a brand new you know a new firing pin. Yeah. Okay. This is the way it works. Um, I haven't written an article on there because of reasons. Uh, yeah. That's all I'm going to say right now. Reasons. But uh, what it is, is if something is serialized before, then it's assumed to be a firearm. So uh, let's say Glock serializes the, their parts, right? The slides, barrels, whatever. Uh, because that's serialized, they consider that to be a firearm. But let's say, I don't know, Smith & Wesson doesn't serialize their, barrel, their bar- barrels. Then... A Smith & Wesson barrel wouldn't be considered a firearm because it's not serialized by the company to begin with. But since Glock serialized their barrels, then there you go. Uh, it's, it's more to it, and yeah. I, I plan to write an article on it, but um, there's it's going to be used for something. So I'm not going to get too much into it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> and, uh, you'll um, find out. 
Yeah, uh, me writing an article on on the whole thing with all the, everything I know would would actually hurt all our, our calls right now. So, yeah, I'm gonna refrain from talking too much about what you're talking about right now. I don't want to give out. I don't want to accidentally spill the beans. No, there's there, and that's the thing. Uh, that's the thing with you is you. You know a lot of stuff, but it's when it should be used. Yeah, the timing of when it should be used, or, or is who critical. should use it, or should uh, exactly even even who should use it is critical. Yeah, so I mean that's why I work with uh, gun rights organizations and some senators and some stuff like that, uh, some politicians to give them the correct information or how to use the information. It's. Yeah, um, I mean, let's face it. They're, I mean, all right. So you're you're used to the um, the three D printing world. Um, there's a certain yeah. I don't talk about cre- it that much, but yeah. No, no. But there's a certain there's a certain creator out of Europe, and this law, and he he figured out how to do EDM barrels and stuff like that because, well, let's he has laws in Europe that says that a barrel is a firearm. Yeah, it has the to be European standard. Serialized. Almost everything it's, needs to be serialized. That's why Glock barrels yeah. are serialized because of the European standard. Yeah. So this is just coming here now. I mean, this is this is really what they're just what they want to do. Yeah, they definitely want to get to the European standard. Um, I, I I don't yeah. think that's any surprise. No, I don't think it is either. But um, it's funny when I heard this. That's the first thing that went through my mind. I'm going, this is this is the European standard. This is this is what they're trying to do. That's why it's modernize. You know, they just want to modernize it so that way it's in sync with the most gun restricted laws out there. Yeah, but yeah, it. it, it yeah, um, yeah. I just got to send a document really fast. Uh, I have some uh, information on David Chipman. <laughs> I mean, I mean, other than he likes to burn down buildings and kill kills people, and takes pictures, and takes pictures. Yeah, it takes pictures in front of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's got a, there's a special place in hell for him. Yeah, there, there definitely is. There, I mean, there definitely is. Um, uh, hopefully, ho- hopefully, he will not get confirmed. Hopefully, I mean that would be like them putting me in charge of the uh, of uh, like like the ATF or something like that. You know, yeah, it's the direct opposite. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's like, let's put me in charge of something that, well, what do I don't agree? Oh, I don't, I don't agree with, um, a lot of stuff, right? Um, for example, with the federal government, I don't agree with prohibition of any type of drug really. So that would, I mean, I don't do any drugs, but I don't believe that they should be prohibited. So that would be like me being in charge of, uh, the, the, the uh, DEA. Yeah, it's. I mean, the legalization thing. I'll, I'll. I'll admit. I think it's. 
there, there's some things I think is, and this is where my libertarian beats up, uh, or you know, my libertarian and my conservatism they they kind of clash. Um, I'm not. I'm fine with some legalization. There's still some things I'm just not prepared for yet. Um, you know, uh, first of all, I, I I don't partake. I think it's stupid, but I don't care if you do. You know, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. As long as you don't get behind a car and go, you know, start running people down and stuff like that. I really don't care. Um, but like uh, Oregon with the hard narcotics, I, I'm just not quite ready for that step yet. Um, uh, you know, on the other side of the side, I also don't think it should be regulated. I mean, quite frankly, we're talking about regulating plants and I mean, you could, you could drink a soda and that thing's probably worse for you than what you just smoked. Cause you know, that soda is just nothing but chemicals. So you're good. You're going to say we're going to legalize something that exists naturally in nature. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of where I get into the, into the, some of my some of my problems. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to thank you for the video. I see that over there now. Well, you know what? I think um, I, I'm going to be ATF director. GSD wants me to be ATF director. I will be ATF director. They all know me over there. Yeah. <laughs> so why not, right? Yeah. I mean, apparently, but yeah. Marvin Richardson told people that I can go to hell or something like that. Who's <laughs> <laughs> about to take over the ATF in the thirty? <laughs> yeah, I think you. Uh, I think you should. Uh, I think you should run. I think you should get nominated for it. Yeah, that, that that would be awesome, but I don't. Uh, I I just don't see. I don't know. I just don't think that. Look, that look, will happen. look at it this way: the confirmation hearings would be hilarious, right? If if nothing else, the the confirmation hearings would be would be funny to watch. Mister Crump, you once said that people should be able to win rocket launchers. Were you kidding? <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Not at all. <laughs> well, you know, oh. what, what? You think people should be able to own nuclear bombs? Can they afford to make them? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, let me see. As far as I know, there's been no private citizen in the United States that has misplaced a nuclear weapon. Uh, yeah. Uh, they're actually, actually, the government, uh, we've lost like seven. Yeah. Well, then we've lost more than seven. There's seven still unaccounted for. Yeah, seven. There's one in Georgia in some freaking swamp that they dropped by accident, and they can't, <laughs> and they never found it in freaking Georgia. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, you know. JSD I mean, would pay I, a large sum of money. <laughs> I, and that's one of the things I think about. It's like, you know, uh, I was just thinking about it this morning for some reason when I was making breakfast. If... If the federal government was a person, they would not pass a background check to own a firearm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But if I was uh, being considered for the ATF head or director, we're like, I heard, we heard you have a plan to streamline the 4473s. Yes. 
What's your plan? Not to have them. (laughs) Well, well, let me refer you to the Paperwork Reduction Act. (laughs) (laughs) We've deemed this to be an unnecessary form. (laughs) (laughs) What is the um, ETF going to do? Well, since we're alcohol, firearms, and tobacco and explosives, we're going to take that stuff and distribute it (laughs) across the country. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 sad. Um, Well, you know the ATF is not even a freaking didn't come from the the ATF came from freaking the IRS, Department of Taxation. Yeah, they're, well, I mean, the ATF, no one really knew. The ATF is kind of like the Coast Guard was. No one knew where to put them. They just kind of bounced around. I mean, Coast Guard eventually ended up in DHS. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that the ATF is still part of DOJ. I'm surprised they haven't moved them over to uh, DHS. I mean, DHS seems to be the all-consuming power from 9-11. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we definitely do need like NSA, CIA, and stuff like that. Uh, I I think in a limited fashion. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm kind of in this in a in a in a thing. Yes, yes, we need to know what's going on out there. Don't get me wrong, but you know, let's just stop screwing around with people, and maybe they'll stop screwing with us back. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be there's always going to be the black arts out there. I mean, let's, let's face it. You're not going to get rid of it, and I don't know if I'd want to. But I think that there are some. Um, I think there's some agencies that have a little too much power. Um, you know, and then you get your your secret FISA courts and crap like that. Um, that they kind of need to be reeled in a little bit. Oh, definitely. Uh, FISA uh, approve what like. Uh... Uh, what is it? Ninety six percent of all FISA warrants seek ninety six percent get approved, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, there's I, there's a serious there's a serious lack of oversight over some of this stuff. Yeah, um, and it just needs to be it just needs to be reeled in a little bit. Yeah, it does. Well, uh, I I got cleaning people coming tomorrow, and they're going to be doing the carpets. So I have to move basically every all my lights, studio lights, and everything else, which is going to be a pain in the ass. Well, I don't want to show you how bad it'd be to move all the shit in my studio, but yeah, well, that's, I, I what I'm, that's what I'm going to be doing tonight. Fun, right? Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll be there. Just wait for me. All right, that, that's <laughs> I'll awesome. help you out. That's awesome. <laughs> Just jump on a plane, man. Just jump on a plane. But I want to thank be, you for I'll, coming. On. I want to thank you for coming on. I'm going to give you the final word. But just if you like what I do here and you want to support me, you can hit that join button below, or you can go to my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash John Crump. You can get like awesome patches and awesome rewards and stuff like that. It will help me do what I do more efficiently and uh, let me upgrade my gear a little bit to do uh, since everything's opening back up. I, I have some live stream stuff. Um, planned and some trips planned to go around and to do a lot of stuff like that uh and plus everything that i don't use for the channel 
goes to charity 100%. I don't keep a profit for myself, and it, none of it goes back into my own pocket. And to tell you the truth, the live stream stuff I'll probably pay for myself and just give all the money to charity. Everything goes to charity usually. I haven't taken any money for myself from any of the stuff. But yeah, so uh, with that said, I'm going to kick it over to Rogue Banshee for the final word. Then we get out of here and we'll see you next week. Oh, I'm sorry, my son just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> All right, go ahead. He's being attacked. Well, I'm going to keep it sweet. Don't don't click on attachments. If you don't know who it is, you don't know where it's coming from, just delete it. Get, All right. get rid of it. Don't click. All right. Cool. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, man. All Thanks right, for having me on. Thanks. Bye. You've been watching Fireside Chats with John Crump, a Black Swan Media Group production. Like, comment, share, and subscribe. Tune in every week for a conversation with the difference makers in the world.